Hello, all you barflies out there, and welcome. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Bar, Bar Friends, Friends Forever. Forever. I'm Susie. And I'm Kina. And we are your bar friends. Forever. Forever. <laughs> laughter <laughs> laugh track <laughs> um we are here we have successfully okay i got these giant size of your head wine glasses they're uh, gorgeous from work i did not steal them uh my manager they were the last two of their kind for the fancy wine we serve at work and he's like do you want to take these home and i was like yes i do because I break wine glasses like it's my job. Like, I cannot keep a wine glass. Same, but they're very easy to break in yes. our defense. Yes. I break them when I'm washing them. It's not like I'm they're you know, delicate. wasted throwing yeah. them around. Yeah. I said at work we make a couple cocktails in a wine glass, and sometimes we'll just drop ice, and, like, it'll puncture a hole into, like, the bowl of the wine glass, and, like, liquid will just spew out the hole. Like, chaotic. <laughs> It's chaotic as fuck. But what we did is we have these giant wine glasses and we have now sm- split a one whole bottle of red wine into two. I was like, I wonder if we could, how much would you fit in these? Because they're so comically large. Yeah, we, we had to do a pretty, you know, highbrow experiment. Yeah. Which was. <laughs> it's like, I need to see. Opening one bottle. Yeah. Pouring it. <laughs> into two glasses. And you know what? The results are, if I may say so myself, disappointing. Because I would have rather seen a whole glass because the glasses are big, but they're deceptively big because the wine only like half a bottle only came up to about the line of like a pour of an actual glass on these giant glasses. Oh, a pour of an actual. OK, I, I see what you're saying. So yeah. in a real wine glass, if you will. Yeah. This is what a the level one, looks what, what appropriate. One wine what one pour looks like. We are on mushrooms. I think we got to come right out and say it because I know exactly what you're saying, but we are not articulating ourselves we are well. Not getting through to um, you. Yeah. Um, so we have glasses. They are bigger than normal glasses and they look like a normal pour, but we have split one whole bottle of wine into two glasses. I think um, said more simply, and we may cut this entire <laughs> segment. Who knows? Is what looks like a normal glass of wine in these giant glasses is in fact a half a bottle. Yes, there you go. That's what I was looking for, honey. Yes. Um, okay, yes, we have now articulated ourselves. Thank you. That will be all. Thanks for joining. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into the podcast. And uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> Um, so how's your week gone? It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay? (laughs) Uh, it's okay. No, it's been pretty chill. I've been cooking a lot. I've been sending you photos of my, you know, culinary masterpieces. like Some meatballs. Making, um, homemade chicken meatballs for the first time ever. I think I've made meatballs from scratch before, but not... Chicken. I have okay. a bunch of chicken breasts I needed to use up, so I was even like oh, dicing it and then throwing you, like, it the in the food processor. Okay, yeah, it okay. was like a whole ordeal. 
Um, pretty messy. I'm not going to lie. I have a great story about meatballs. I think I'll just jump right in. Uh, let's hear it. <laughs> so when I worked at the Pikey, um, we had like a family meal that was actually good. Like Not like Snatch's family meal? No, no. Snatch's sucks. Um, but the Pikey would, and especially on if you worked on a Sunday, like you would get, like they did this Sunday roast. And by the end of like Yum. whatever, yeah, it was really good. And we had a great chef. So by the end of whatever cutoff time, like the roast was up for grabs. So it was like short rib roast. Um, and so one like Monday... They still had the roast like hanging around, which sure. they're going to throw away. But it and it's still fine on a Monday. For sure. Yeah. And so Mondays were so slow there. And I um, was like, you know what? We're going to make meatballs out of that <laughs> roast. And so like it, this is how slow it was. So I would just like the one customer who would come in, like I would serve them. And then I would pop into the kitchen to go like prep these meatballs and like do the whole process. So I was like... Um, you know, throwing all the ingredients into like a bowl and then we had to grind down this roast, right? I was going to so, ask, like, did you have kitchen help or you were just, no, you know, thrown on a pair no. of gloves and like getting yeah. down to business? <laughs> no, I was just in the kitchen firing up some meatballs. Right. And um, my friend, Matt, who I worked with, still cracks up about this. He's like, God, came back into the kitchen. He was managing. He's like, I came back into the kitchen and you were like flipping meatballs, like when like Sick. fire was coming up, like you were Gordon Ramsay and I'm like yeah that's how I roll yeah but before I was flipping the meatballs um I was like meatballs flipping the meatballs flipping the meatballs before that I had to step away from my meatball prep to go serve like the single customer who walked in yeah, to go do your job to yeah. go do my actual job not my dream job of making meatballs um so I told our bar back who was a little bit dumb <laughs> Don't name him. Come on. Oh, sorry. I'll bleep, I'll bleep that out. But I, I'll meatball that out. <laughs> <laughs> but I told and I was like, hey, I got to go serve this one person. Like, can you just um, pulse this meat in the in the blender like a couple of times? Yep. Just quickly pulse it. Yep. <laughs> and I go serve the drink and I come back. And <laughs> sorry. And this, my bar back has pulverized the meat yeah into like cat food consistency yeah. and I was like oh no 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 this is not what I meant like it's like a pate you know? yeah, it's, a yeah. Pa it's cat food so I ended up flipping the meatballs and making them but I was like okay just so everyone knows the flavor is there but they're going to be the consistency of canned cat food um, I have two thoughts. Number one, half of the chicken that I was, you know, mincing or dicing or whatever on Friday night, I did well. And the other half, um, I pulsed a little too hard. Yeah, so yeah. I, I learned, um, my lesson. And then my second thought is I just can't wait for you to open up your own place and it's going to be called meatballs and martinis. Yes. <laughs> I love the sound of that. Yeah. And you can be flipping the meatballs and I don't know, we'll hire someone to make the martinis. You can be shaking the martinis. You have experience yeah, in can little I? Ethiopia. Let's be real. I'll be at the bar. <laughs> I'll be drinking the martinis. Yeah. All we need is a few more sponsorships. Old Milwaukee, DiGiorno, <laughs> Tito's. We We've mentioned you enough. We cannot be... I'm um, talking about opening a high-end martini and meatball place and name-dropping DiGiorno. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> okay. Dreams do come true. Yeah. Listen, DiGiorno, dreams do come true. Sponsor us. 
So when I was like fully about to fall off the wagon, yeah, um, we've talked about we kind of quit dry January. We're gonna get back on the wagon, but yeah. Um, my little sister was texting me while I like paintbrush in hand was painting my living room and she's like are you gonna watch the southern charm reunion tonight and I was like I looked at the paintbrush and I was like I really want wine and I was like yes let's FaceTime and watch the southern charm reunion together and so I was like perfect give me like a minute I'm gonna run to Bristol Farms the most expensive grocery store in LA and I'm going to get sushi and some wine and I chose Bristol Farms because they have sushi is it good the sushi is grocery store sushi but they have it you just like you needed some food it's like we equate it to the whole the whole food sushi you know it's it's not fire it's not bad um it's not gas station sushi yeah (laughs) I don't know if that's a thing but um that's why I chose Bristol Farms um and now, let me explain Bristol Farms to, like, people who don't live in L.A. It's the most expensive grocery store, like, that yeah. you can find here. Like, there's... So how much is a tray of sushi? By the way, I don't think it is the most expensive because there is Erwan. Erwan is insane. insane. And now we're getting real niche Yeah, LA. we don't have to get that niche, but yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Erwan, I was like, I got to walk right out of here. Like, I will never spend this much on food. I used to fucking go to Erewhon not for my regular groceries whoa but like I now we're getting on a tangent now we're we're really going but I there were certain things that I would go to Erewhon for when they first opened and yeah I think the first location was the one like by my old place at the Mm -hmm. Grove anyway yeah at the Grove now I will continue this tangent like so at some point, like my ex and I got like a shrimp cocktail ring from, and he was rich and he didn't care. So he went to Erwan and I'm super cheap. Yeah. And so he went to Erwan and got the shrimp cocktail ring. And like when we opened it, it smelled bad. And so I took it back to Erwan, returned it for an astronomical amount. It was probably a, like $50. Yeah, no joke. For a, it wasn't because, it, but it was something crazy expensive for a shrimp cocktail ring. And I was like, listen, just give me a store credit. I'll go find something else. I went. And I was like, I'll just get a bottle of wine or like maybe have some leftover credit for something. And I went to go look at wine and I was like, holy motherfucker of God. Yeah. Like I cannot afford a goddamn bottle of wine off this shrimp. Like I, I don't know yeah. what's happening here. I used to go to the tonic bar and this was when I used to travel a lot. And I would do a like f- suite of drinks <laughs> okay. that was like a hot tonic drink a like a cold shot you're giving me a look that's like are you fucking high uh (laughs) and I am (laughs) but it was like a cold flu like sinus buster okay okay and the whole lineup was like 35 dollars and Stoney was like you're out of control like what are you doing and I would just be like, take my money, Erwan, here we are. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, really so Bristol Farms is definitely like a bespoke, like boutique grocery yeah. store. A step down, like to give a visual, it's almost like if you lived in New York ever, it's like a bodega. It's small. It's very like, yep. yeah, like a little boutique grocery store. So I go in to get my wine. I find a great bottle. I'm going to check out with my sushi and my wine. And I'm waiting in line and... A um a homeless man just like saunters in like really quickly, 
I guess that's not a saunter. But anyway, he comes in really quickly and he goes like beelines it for the liquor. He knows where he's going. Yeah. The the liquor section. And it's not far. You know, it's about like 10 paces to the liquor because it's a small place. And immediately the woman who's checking out, like the person in front of me on the checkout lane, she calls and is like over the loudspeaker, like Bob to the liquor. Like she knows what's happening. She clocks it immediately. And it's like this guy's. Yeah. This is the drill. Yeah, and it was quick enough that, like, Bob and a companion, like, came, but the guy Bob's was... Bob's companion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But Bo- the guy was already out the door, and Bob... And- With the tequila. Yes, he's got... He went beelined in, beelined straight out, and Bob and the guy tried to chase him down but I think like in retail these days like they train you to be like hey it's not that big of a deal don't cause an altercation don't do anything that would endanger you like they're not going to press charges if it's under a certain amount amount of dollars um do you know what brand he took no I didn't see like he was so slick about it he came in and it no so slick I had no idea like I don't know where he put it but I knew what he was up to when he came in okay so anyway the point of this was it got me thinking like to a time back in my life um and I was thinking like I wanted to ask you have you ever stolen anything okay so I love this question because um I am such an anxious person that like I've never stolen anything um I guess I'll put an asterisk after that and I'll explain later. Yeah. However, when I did live with um, my ex-boyfriend, the drug dealer, who we've referenced a lot Coke of D. times on this podcast, Coke D, shout out, hope you're alive. Um, <laughs> I say that in jest, but like, <laughs> who knows? Shout out, like, if you want to come on, we'd love to have you. Um, yeah, Coke D, let's We might it. have to like bleep that out because like, for real... <laughs> I hope he's okay and I would love to have him on. Um, But we um, would, when we all like live together, I lived with him and uh, my good girlfriend, Chelsea, she lived with her ex-boyfriend. We would do like, you know, couples like grocery trips and all of that stuff to like make meals together. He would always steal Gouda. (laughs) What? Always. And we would be buying, like, coffee, eggs, bread, like, everything else for the apartment. And he would just always, like, get a thing of Gouda and, like, put it in his pants. <laughs> okay. I I will say Gouda is expensive. Like, on the scale of cheese prices, like, it can tip the scale. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I more – I was just, like – like what kind like the red wax gouda the red wax okay yeah and then it just became like a gimmick it was a thing like whenever we went to the grocery store with (laughs) the the boys it was just like we knew they were gonna take gouda okay and that whenever we were gonna make and we would always do and this is for the extent of time that we lived together and that Chelsea and I were like dating the guys um we were going to sit down and have like a, you know, a charcuterie or a cheese and crackers or whatever. And then the gudu would be out and we would get a big <laughs> laugh. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it was just 
at first it was because it was expensive and it was silly, but the guys would always run out to the car and be like, ah, like who got the Gouda that time? Who got Um, the Gouda? But I never participated um, because, you know, I I don't know. Like I'm, I I think I am a bit of a goody two shoes. So you're a goody two shoes. I'm a goody two shoes. Good. (laughs) Goody one, Susie. (laughs) Oh God. Um, so when have I ever stolen? So the only thing I could think of, and it's actually quite a good story, it's pretty fucked up, um, was I've never stolen physical goods, um, but I have walked out on a couple of bills. And okay. I a, felt, dine in, a good old dine, a goody old dine and dash. A goody dine and dash. <laughs> and I felt like that was a goody story to share. <laughs> Um, so this is when I lived in San Francisco with my, and my friend Lizzie and I, we were super hungover one day and we were going to lunch, I think, and just kind of needed a hair of the dog. And, um, so ordered some like, I don't know, beers or like Bloody Marys, whatever, and like sandwiches. Um, and, and by sandwiches, I mean like, I don't know, like club sandwich fries, whatever, just like kind of diner food yeah and the service was super bad and we were just so hungover like hungover to the point of like hold you know like holding yourself up yeah on the table and I remember asking for the bill um and the waitress or the server rather I don't know which is more correct was super disorganized or just like yeah, yeah. kind of chaotic flustered. yeah yeah flustered is the right word and she was like yeah yeah sure 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 um and never came back and mm-hmm. after about like 15 minutes of like holding my head in my hands I was like I gotta go yeah yeah, yeah. like it's on her if she's not gonna come back yeah um and so my friend went outside to smoke a cigarette and I just walked out and yeah. <laughs> walked out and Lizzie asked me um Hey, so did you pay the bill? And I was like, nah, it's their loss. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys only had drinks or just? No, we ate a meal. Oh, okay. And okay. we had two rounds of drinks. Whatever. But it took, it was like fucking an hour and a half. And it, like I was sitting there for a half an hour. I asked for the check. Yeah. I didn't get the check. And so that's what I thought I was. I want your take as no, someone in service. I think it's totally fine. Um, I will tell you a small story of my own, a small one. Um, in college, my friends and I went to the goody old cheesecake factory. I love dinner. a queso cake I, factory. I love a queso cake factory. So we went to the Cheesecake Factory, and the service there is notoriously bad. I don't For know sure. why. I don't know if they trained them to be so bad, but, like, we had a whole meal. We're waiting, fully prepared to pay, and waited for the same, like, just a long-ass time. Totally. Like, 30 minutes, 45 minutes goes by. Nobody's bringing her a check. And I was like, you guys, I was working in the service industry at the time, and I was like, y'all, let's just take, like, we'll put down, you know, some cash. Right. And if the server's smart, they'll just keep that and say, we walked on the bill and then at least they get right. a tip right. and like whatever. But we just left on that bill. We're like, whatever. Bye. Because we, we needed to pay in card. We didn't have enough cash to like. Right. And it, I don't feel bad about it to this day. I don't. Honestly, I didn't feel bad about this situation. Um, 
battle because yeah. like they clearly well I guess I do feel badly about one thing they weren't staffed well and I do know that the server was overwhelmed but I don't know like I just I needed to get out of there man yeah and I gave them an out <laughs> <laughs> I agree I think it's totally fine Okay, so um, you've looked at me multiple times been like, I know, you're a thief, which is true. Yeah, I I say this only because we've been friends for many years. Yes, so in the time I've known you, I'm a petty thief. I love to go to bars and steal a little, like, tchotchke or if a glass is cute, if it's little, I'll steal it. Yeah, I've also been with you and you're like, oh my God, we have to steal this. Also, (laughs) also, you rarely carry bags yes (laughs) and so when you want to steal something I try and get you to steal it for me (laughs) I always have a bag and usually like a fucking big bag and you're like oh my god Kina we have to take this (laughs) and like we don't have to take anything (laughs) am I gonna be implicated (laughs) right like all I do is run out on checks I can't be stealing Yeah, so my um, thievery has like a little bit of a darker history Um, and it started when I was a child. So I think I've just been a thief since I was very little and I don't know why. Like, so we would go, like my mom would take us to the craft store and I would just steal something from the craft store and just shove it under my bed. But like what? Like something you actually wanted or it was just like the thrill of the yeah, the thrill of I'm the not, steal? I'm not sure. It would be, yeah, it couldn't be something that I actually wanted because I would just shove it under my bed and never look at it again. Right. And I have examples. Like I have those little flat marbles you used to like see all over the place. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would just shove those under my bed. The most crazy one is like I got a plant, like an Easter plant pick. I was like, I'm going to have this. It's mine. It was like a bunny. It was Easter. One of those picks you stick in a plant. Yeah, I I can picture it. Shoved it under the bed and never looked at it again. And um, I just remember at one point my older sister was like, she told on me to my dad. And she's like, Susie, like she's hoarding her stolen shit under the bed. Honestly, I think I'm your older sister. And my dad came in and he's like, what did you steal? And I showed him. And one of the things was like a Mickey Mouse lollipop was like probably my biggest haul. Like it was like a big one. It was like a heart shaped. Yeah. Yeah. Like a big lollipop. I can totally envision it. Yeah. And he. Pretty ballsy. Yeah. I was pretty ballsy. And he looks at me and he goes, just eat it before your mom sees. Sick. (laughs) And I love my dad for that. Um, Later in life, so like went through a lot of life just being a good, you know, citizen, not doing that. Mm -hmm. And then I hit college and, you know, in college you're poor. And I already mentioned I ran out on a Cheesecake Factory check. That was the least of my concerns. Um, What I used to do in college. So I met my roommate, Rachel, who's... I don't know. Her mom had a problem with shoplifting, I think. Like, she just would steal things. And so, <clears throat> me and Rachel started talking. And wait, I'm sorry. Like, stealing things like popping an ink tag off of some clothing or. Yeah, I think her mom would steal like nail polish or like had 
like an ongoing shoplifting thing where she would just do it. But Rachel kind of brought me into this world of like, okay, what we would do, I don't remember how it started. We would go to the mall. We would dress really nice. We would wear heels and like a big bag and like put our hair up and wear like nice jewelry. And we would go into stores and just fill up a big because back in the 2000s you had like a big bag right for sure where you just carry everything and we would just fill it to the brim with things that we stole and now when you go into a store like a retail store in the mall like you you can feel around so if you're in Victoria's Secret you can feel around to find those tags like the the it has the sensor and yeah but also you know what has the like not just an ink tag but the um, the barcode tags that have like a yes. metallic kind of like yes whatever. Now you've them. worked in retail, yeah, yeah, so yeah, you I've know that retail quite a lot. So we st- Victoria's Secret. You can feel around if you get lucky. Something's in your size. You and it doesn't have a tag on it because most of them did. You can just pop that in your bag, no problem. You just take it to the dressing room and put it in your bag. Now, like Banana Republic. In the 2000s. Girl, I worked at the BR. Oh, you did? So that's how you know about this magnetic, like, barcode tag that's on the inside of the clothes. I mean, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I found out about it, but I know how I started bringing a tiny pair of scissors to snip it out Mm -hmm. and just take the clothes out. Um, So we would go into literally anywhere. Like, Abercrombie was a huge thing. Like... And the clothes were like a couple hundred bucks. Like if there wasn't a tag in it, like throw it in your bag. Like you hit the jackpot if it's in your size. And we did this like we started going like, okay, you stole a bat. Like we would steal a big bag that we're like, okay, we can use this to steal more things. This like, is fucking crazy. Insane. So when I look back on this, I'm ashamed. I'm not proud of it. I was going to say, I look back on running out on a check. And by the way, I told you one story. I think maybe there was like one other time that my same friend and I were like, should we run the same thing? Because the server wasn't paying us attention. But yeah. like those... I still am just like, how shameful that we didn't pay our check. So shameful. That was probably less than $100, that, and you're telling that's me. That's so justified. The The monetary amount that I stole is in the thousands of dollars. To Years. be fair, this is like sweatshop money at, yeah. at stores like this. But. So here's like, I'm not proud of it. Like, like, I've said enough of things on this podcast that make me sound like enough of a sociopath. Like, this is one more thing. But like, I also am like, fuck capitalism. Totally fuck capitalism. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like Abercrombie. Now we've seen how yeah, shitty also, like, they fuck were. Malls, like, like, fuck, fuck yeah, these stores. Yeah. Fuck all that. It's like, whatever. Support I was a poor college business. kid and yeah. I was dressing great. And now the thing I will say is like, the thing that, because it does get addictive. And this is how, like, Rachel would talk to me about it. Like, with her mom she's like she can't quit she just does it like because it gets like Rachel would talk to you about her mom saying she can't quit yes oh yeah like because her mom had been just stealing shit for so long that like so the thing that snapped me out of it was we went to a boutique at some point and got a pair of jeans that was probably three four hundred dollars and I stole that and I felt so guilty 
after that. I don't yeah. know where I got like the headspace at that age to be like, this is a small company. These are people who paid for this out of their own pocket. Like now I'm doing this to someone and not like a big conglomerate that I was just like, okay, this is now doesn't feel right. And I need to stop altogether. And I quit cold turkey, except now when I steal tiny tchotchkes from bars. But. Okay. Can I tell you something then? Um, first of all, that was dark, but I appreciate you sharing. Yeah. Um, when I worked for uh, the retail company that I worked for for so long, I obviously had a discount and I had to I had to wear the clothes for the company that I worked for. And so a lot of times I would show up at work and I'd be like, fuck, especially if we had an event or something, I would just like, I would grab clothes right there and I would like rip the tags off and be like, okay, I'll pay for this later. Yeah. So I'd keep the tags, you know, to the side or just like wait till payday, you know, whatever. And so I kept them in an envelope and there was a $9 shirt, $9. It would have been $9 with yeah. my discount. And with everything else, I was so meticulous. Like I kept a folder because I was also in charge of it for all of my employees and for everybody of like what everybody spent. And um, I mean, this company is no longer in business in the U.S., so I'm not going to name them by name, but it doesn't matter. Um, I was just so particular and for whatever reason, this $9 shirt I never paid for. Okay. I paid for everything else. Like purposefully you were like, nah, not I'm not going to do it. necessarily. I think because like I lost the tag for it. And you're and, like, like ah, it's too I much just, of an effort. I just really needed a shirt that day. Yeah. And um, everything else that was like super expensive, I would like make a point to pay for. And also like, I can't be showing up at work wearing like nice clothing that people were like, oh, like when did you pick up that piece? Like I yeah. clearly had to pay for it or like show that I had the company discount or whatever. And, um, I think that there was like $9 that I stole from the company. <laughs> okay. Big, big, big time. I still think about it. <laughs> Have you watched the Sofia Coppola movie, The Bling Ring? Yes. <laughs> Sick. I was watching that and I was like, wait, I could have stolen a Porsche? I was kidding about the bling ring because I think it would be super fucked up if like, I think it's fucked up to go into someone's home and steal yeah. from their home. I was stealing from a mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like malls blow and like malls are no longer a part yeah, of our Yeah, it's not a existence. thing anymore. Yeah. No more stealing so. with Amazon and stuff. Maybe that's why I have declined in my. Oh, okay. You know what? Actually, this is opening up like a new Oh, I have a story. I have a story about stealing. Um, it's not about stealing. It's about the way that e-commerce is so fucking stupid. Yeah. And that like returns and shit like this. So I got a free suitcase, a free $350 suitcase. And I don't think it's stealing at all. I think that it's just e-commerce companies being stupid. So I ordered a suitcase from Away and it's like, 350 bucks whatever so it arrived at my house and I was going on a trip and I unzipped it and a moth flew out immediately and I was like (laughs) yikes this is problematic like I'm not also first of all is away a serial killer because I'm scared (laughs) no away 
No, I know, but you know that serial killer thing? I think it's from like Silence of the Lambs where moths fly out of a package. Oh my God. Okay, I get it. I was like, <laughs> no, Sorry, it's a way, but how do you know it's not a serial killer? Totally, totally. But the moth flew out and I was just like, Whoa. And also when I ordered the bag, it said it was like coming in three days. And then all of a sudden it was like on my doorstep the next day. And I was like, (laughs) okay, this is weird. (laughs) Then it came and I opened it up and the moth flew out. And I was like, this is not. That's for sure a serial killer. Yeah, like this is not okay. (laughs) So I wrote to customer service. I had to. The suitcase was like fucking $300. Um, and they responded and said, we'll send you a new suitcase. I was leaving on my trip in like a day. I said, I don't think I have time to receive a new suitcase. I'm just saying like, this is fucking weird. Maybe you need to check out your warehouse. I would love a discount. Like what, whatever you can do to make this right. Um, a new suitcase shows up the next day. <laughs> I'm like the next day. The next day. Wow. Very fast shipping. And I'm away. just like, um, so we have the moth suitcase, we have the replacement suitcase. Yeah. I think, okay, we're going with the replacement suitcase, clearly. So yeah. I pack my bags, I go on my trip. Um, someone from the away company, suitcase company, whatever, emailed me and said we are going to send you a return label and you can send like moth bag back. (laughs) Great. Moth bag. I love it. Moth bag back. (laughs) Okay, great. Cool. But I'm on my trip. So I'm like not paying attention. Yeah. Um, So I'm on my trip. I don't pay attention. I come home. No return label. No return label. It's about a week, two weeks later. I have moth bag, (laughs) clean bag. And now I'm just like... Like, what's happening here? Yeah. Um, I follow up one time, and I still don't have a return label. Okay. And so now, so now I'm like, I'm just going to see how long I can play this out. Like, will they ever ask for my suitcase back? And no. Moth bag is yours. They never did. And then my brother was in town, and his family was here uh from Europe they were traveling back home and he was like fuck we have to like buy a new suitcase to go back home actually (laughs) you don't but I can give you this brand new moth bag (laughs) (laughs) I tell him the story and he was like Kina aren't you afraid they're going to charge you and I said they would be psychotic if they did because it's been sitting in my apartment for like four months um so yeah you could literally just say sorry I threw it out it had moths like exactly if you had wanted it back you would have sent me the return label exactly so is that stealing no absolutely not we told my mom and my mom was like hell yeah like you guys (laughs) you worked them and my dad was like doesn't seem honest (laughs) (laughs) I know it's very true but when you're working with like big companies like that it's like it's just such a drop in the bucket it's kind of like that's why I mean I'm sorry to say as a sociopath like I don't feel bad about all the things I stole from like Abercrombie and I know I'm teasing you yeah I think it's I think it moth bag you know a pair of panties and a bra from Victoria's Secret what's the difference it's all good what's the diff what's the diff So 
here's another segment of our favorite segment. <laughs> is, is that, that annoying? You know what this is. Um, something happened at the bar last night that I had to talk about. Let's hear it. Um, there was this group of people who came in. I think they, from what he asked for, they must have been Italian, but it's like Italiano. Italian, older Italianos came to the bar. And when you say older, what do you mean older? Like old, like 60 to 70. Okay. Yeah, I would say. So they came in and they were like immediately the one the one guy was driving this this force. He was like, do you guys serve food at the bar? And I'm like, right off the bat, I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. Not on the weekends. We don't. Right. Um, and he's like, nothing. And I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. And it's a it's a busy Saturday night. Like and, and he goes, OK, how about nuts? And I was like, no, I'm so sorry. No food at the bar. He goes, pistachios. I was like, no almonds no he goes do you have parmesan cheese <laughs> oh what was he gonna do like <laughs> and i was like no and then he grabs like we have these like um trays of like things that we run the glass in like so he grabs the tahine tray no. and he goes what is this and i had to grab it back from him and be like you you whoa, can't whoa, eat whoa. that that's not food <laughs> wait i have some questions was he wild-eyed <laughs> Like he was, was hungry, he was hungry, oh, and I was like, "Sir, hungry eyes." <laughs> yes, exactly. And I was like, "Sir, I can give you like bar olives," and he's like, "Yes, bring enough for everyone here." And it was four people. I'm like, "Sir, I can give you like a few bar olives. I can't give you all our garnishes." Oh. And like this guy goes, "Finally, here's the kicker. They ordered a bottle of like." red wine that we served by the glass but like they ordered a bottle and the guy who was so hungry goes can you like rim my wine glass with that the tahine no no. yeah yeah. oh my god and i did oh my god he was so hungry and i did like i did like a half rim like we normally do on a margarita and he goes no more he goes more all the way around i was like oh my god (laughs) and then i poured red wine into his tahine rimmed wine glass i was like what is happening like this person when I say, is that annoying? Like this person was 1000% annoying, but I was cracking up the whole time because he he was super wasted or just so hungry. No, he was just so hungry. (laughs) I feel for him, but I'm so confused. (laughs) I was too. I just was like, what is happening? Like this is insane. I've never seen anything like it. And it was amazing. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. How was the tip? Not a good. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good. <laughs> All right. If you have made it through this episode, pour yourself a glass of wine that is the size of your head and try and fit the whole bottle in there. Try for it. Shoot for the stars. And if you fail, you will still have a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Uh, follow us on social media. We are at Barfcast, B-A-R-F-F-C-A-S-T on Instagram. Uh, send us your thievery. Thievery? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Send us your thieving tales. Thieving us- tales, uh, barfcast at gmail.com. And definitely follow us on uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. <laughs> 
Uh, that can be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We love you guys. We love you guys. Thank you so much. And we will see, see you next Tuesday. Cheers. It's addicting. I'm addicted. <laughs> I'm addicted to Ryan. I'm addicted to you. <laughs> <laughs>